we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. This is America Out Loud, The Pulse. I'm Peter Bregan. And I'm Ginger Bregan. We've been married for 40 years. That's right. And today, it's just going to be us. We're going to try an experiment doing this together, having a conversation. We haven't even picked a topic. I think I'm nervous. Well, some folks are worried about us. So that might be a good topic. We both um, got COVID-19 pneumonia. And that was, uh, gosh, I was hospitalized for five days until April 15th. And um, I would say I'm nearly recovered. And it's months later. So it's been slow. And an ad hoc team to watch over Peter was formed. And um, I've got a A really terrific team of really terrific doctors and one amazing nurse. We were so blessed with uh, our friends who came together at our hour of need. It was an answer to prayers. All three of us were sick at the same time. And I got sick first. It's the one thing I didn't plan on, Peter, when I planned to get together everything that we would need in the event that we ended up falling ill at some point. And I didn't plan on being the first one down. So I always figured I'd be, you know, as my mom says, Nurse Jane Fuzzy Wuzzy, and I'd be pulling out everything I needed from the cupboard. But unfortunately, I was so sick in bed, I couldn't do that. And yet I became defined as really the sick person. Well, that's because you got really, really sick. I was really, really sick. Well, I, you weren't five days in a hospital. That's right. Um, and then, um, as some of you know, um, last Friday morning into Saturday morning. Or was it Thursday into Friday morning? No, it was Friday morning at 4 a.m. That um, I uh, turned off the TV. I'd been up watching TV and Ginger falling asleep. And um, I got up, turned off the TV. And with that, there was no more light in the room. Usually I would have another light on. And I was in my socks, which I'm never going to be again. And I went sort of blindly uh, toward the uh, exit from the TV room. And um, I um, missed the door handle and took a flop. And ended up with a cracked rib on the uh, number 10 on my left side. Now, that was uh, just a few days ago, and I'm much better. I don't believe the rate, honey, which I've gotten better. You have the most incredible resiliency, Peter. First of all, you were almost never ill in your earlier decades. And the the resiliency with which you've come back from this incredibly painful break is astonishing. You um, are, are, are walking tall and straight again and without wincing or any kind of pain. <laughs> which, oh, Lord. Which is just wonderful to see. Yeah, within three days. Um, yep. 
Well, I was pretty nervous because uh, I didn't want to be kind of hunched over like that, like an old man, like an 87-year-old man. And folks, you know, you could look at this as bad luck or good luck. How many men my age take an enormous flop on a hardwood floor, end up with a bruise that was a foot long over my hip without breaking my hip? And somehow, instead, I end up with a cracked rib. So we're doing better. We're learning a lot about more and more resilience because we've never before felt like we were in in our older age. And I think we finally feel that way. You're quite a bit younger than me. Um, but I think I'm... That's fine. okay. I still feel like an old lady. You feel like an old lady? <laughs> well, I don't I'm embracing the I don't, age. I don't yet want to embrace being an old man, but I guess 87... It's hard to avoid. My voice is certainly not the same, but it's also better than it has been. So we're here today, and um, we decided to just visit together with the wonderful people out in the world who are fighting for freedom and hoping for freedom and wanting to have freedom um, and looking for some for some inspiration. Um, I don't know, folks, whether we, um, we're going to win. But I do know that it's an amazing time to be alive because every single human being today can make a real, real difference. I do believe that the democracies of the Western world are all very tattered and frayed right now. They're weak. No, they've been taken over, Pete. Taken over. They, 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 they. Our democracies at this point in time, as operating uh, entities, they don't exist. They've been uh, subsumed by this monster uh, global entity that wants to gen genuinely enslave humanity, and it is so hard for me to get those words to come out of my mouth. It's, it's, it feels completely unreal. And yet we have to get used to giving voice to what is actually happening. And if we don't do that, if we don't name it and name it clearly and own it as the reality that we're swimming in and living in every day, We'll never be able to think and and feel our way out of it. And right now we're enslaved. It's pretty easy this summer, folks, but hang on to your hats because it's not always going to be this e easy. And I don't think that uh, 2020 was the worst by any means that we're going to end up experiencing if we don't face what's happening and stand up to it and resist. Well, I think you're absolutely right about that. And, um, you know, we documented it really well in COVID-19 and the uh, global predators, we are the prey. We are still the prey folk. Now, now one thing I want to emphasize is there's nothing new about humanity being overwhelmed or on the verge of being overwhelmed by empires. This is not something that is new. 
Um, if you go back in history, totalitarian states existed before the birth of Christ, three, four hundred years BC. There were major, huge empires in India, Mesopotamia, in China. Uh, the Chinese Empire uh, was particularly noted for its utter totalitarianism, and empires were 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 slaughtering people, uh, their own people, way back, starting with the Chinese several hundred years BC, um, in order to control them, in order to get rid of the opposition as well as slaughtering uh, the, the uh, armies and the, the people that they conquered. So there is something in humanity that has always had empires around us. Just uh, during some of our lifetimes, mine, World War II, I was a sentient child at that time, sentient child, and... Uh, Folks don't really realize, but we were fighting um, a group of empires and were allied with an empire. The USSR was an empire. The communist uh, forces, the communist outlook, the communist philosophy is always uh, has in, in its mind that they are a global force. Um, workers of the world unite was not just aimed at one nation, of course. It was aimed at undermining all nations by creating this thing called the workers, which, of course, did not philosophically, politically work out very well for them or the people, obviously, who they enslaved. Um, we had the Nazi empire. They wanted Berlin to be the, the uh, capital of the world the Japanese empire that also had world aspirations and that was racist, just as the uh, Nazi empire was racist. Um, so empires have always been with us. And when the United Nations were formed, I remember as a young, I was a youngster then and I wrote, I was editor of a high school newspaper. I wrote a, a really cool editorial about how great it was to have a UN. And um, I uh, talked about how if we didn't stop, uh, if we ever started fighting with atomic weapons, we'd end up fighting with sticks and stones. And I got to read this editorial on the uh, Voice of America. I had the beginnings of a, uh, a real uh, career as a progressive. <laughs> <laughs> being being a young kid and immediately getting rewarded for it, like going to New York City, uh, City Hall, which is where the Voice of America at that point was, I recall, was lodged. Um, people who created the UN and who are still pushing for it, still trying to empower it and the World Health Organization and the World Bank, both of which are part of the UN, and which incidentally work closely together, the World Bank and the UN. I mean, all of these ties exist, but finding more and more of them. They really do want to create an empire. And right now, the empire has got two parts, the Eastern Empire and the Western Empire. The Eastern Empire 
happily tracks itself back to the Chinese, to totalitarian states. And um, the uh, Xi Jinping, the uh, the head of the Chinese empire right now, for life, you know, he's gotten himself appointed for life, um, is a man who wants to control the world. First, from his Chinese heritage, he is deeply identified with the emperors, and second, from his communist heritage, which is to dominate the world. And then we have on our side in the Western Empire, you know, the World Economic Forum, the NATO, the European Union, and the billionaires like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and uh, many, many others. Uh, and the, you know, they really are deeply much involved in running the medical and the scientific and the health communities. Are and, they really health communities anymore? Whoa. Well, you know, let's shake it up a little bit here. <laughs> Am I a doctor anymore? Am I a well, medical doctor, psychiatrist anymore? Not really in many ways. Well, what I'm saying is uh, the, 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 the health world, is it what is the whole public health movement and the, the health entities in the United States and around the world, they've just forced bioweapons on a large portion of uh, humanity. Uh, are, are they genuinely engaged in health anymore or, or have they become a part of the control mechanism for all of us who are, you know, the, 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 um, the, the animals on the farm? Well, there's no question, is there? The uh, deciding where the origin of the power comes from um, is difficult because, um, you know, why, why, why is the medical community, which used to be the right wing uh, political bastion of the country, um, and standing up for individual freedom and very concerned about the FDA taking over medical practice and very concerned about Social Security growing and growing and becoming more of a socialist state. Uh, they are lockstep with the globalists who are the progressives in this country or the globalists of the world. You know, I started researching at one point. I had, I ended up not putting it all together yet, but I was researching the boards that that qualify individual individual doctors for within their specialties and these boards are state level but then there's national coordinating board that coordinates these boards and that individual at least in 2021 or whenever i was researching was a really big world economic forum guy and he had actually come out of New York State in uh, the public health department, if I recall yes. correctly. And uh, he was really big in the World Economic Forum. And then he became the head of the coordinating unit for all these boards around the country. And surprise, surprise, they went and jumped right on and tried to eliminate and intimidate any physicians in the country within their own specialties who were not in complete alignment with what people were being ordered to do by the CDC and other national authorities. 
Yes. If you, when I first started researching the book, I started to learn much more about public health. <clears throat> and it's very clear that public health is a combination of progressivism and globalism. They are leaders in wanting all the health agencies of the world to collaborate. They're leaders in wanting um, big entities like the WHO to take over world health and crises. And whenever they write about or talk about what's a good public health policy, it never involves theories like the minimal interference with the state or with the society or with the culture. It's always a, a assumed that they will get their way and whatever they decide is the best public health measures, they will be enforced and they don't even bring up well, what's going to happen, you know, when these things get challenged in the Supreme Court? Are they, in fact, uh, the opposite of uh, an offense to the Bill of Rights and the Constitution? They are simply uh, uh, self-centered, egomaniacal, totalitarian by nature characters. So they just blend in really well uh, to becoming the arm. And medicine, my wife is absolutely right. Ginger is absolutely right. The uh, medicine has become an arm of globalism and of totalitarianism. And um, the uh, deep state is is uh, making it more and more impossible for doctors to stay in private practice, uh, to maintain their DEA licenses, to pay for all the trouble that they're put through by the deep state. And that may, leads to conglomerates in every city now of, of major large healthcare systems, those become bureaucratic and then they readily lend themselves to the bureaucratic control of the government. They don't protest it, they welcome it. it gives them, they think, more power. And that that's a big part of what we're seeing now and why the doctors are less friendly and the nurses less alert, perhaps, in the offices that you're going to. We'll break now and be back very soon. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome. 
Welcome back to America Out Loud Pulse with uh, Peter Bregan, Ginger Bregan, and um, hi, folks. <laughs> well, let's get some cheer into this. Yeah, I was going to suggest that we get some cheer into it. Well, not cheer exactly, but sort of what the how we can how we can lift ourselves up as we move forward in dealing with this. Um, I, I know I went through a rough time that had to do a lot with worrying about you and your health and our health altogether and 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 and, and just felt a lot of sadness for a little while and sadness for the world and all the human beings that have been murdered in the hospitals and through the vaccinations and the the horrible litany of died suddenly deaths that just continue to this day, as well as the injuries uh, that that are completely life-changing to so many people who are developing cardiomyelitis and other kinds of conditions. Um, and I, I feel like I've come out of that. And one of the ways that I've come out of that is simply to really face what we can do and to realize that if I do nothing, if I just allow this to go on without speaking out as strongly as I can and sharing the truth of what we've found, if I just allow all of this to steamroller us individually as well as the world without speaking out about it, then I'm complicit in it. And I refuse to be complicit in it. And it feels scary to speak out. It, it it still does. I mean, people think that we're heroic, but I'll tell you, this is scary. But it's it's frightening. But it's also empowering. You've been writing beautifully, and um, we have a column on America Out Loud, and uh, and we have a Substack. Go ahead, tell us folks about the Substack. We have a Substack. Go to Substack.com and just enter in a search for Ginger Bregan, and you'll see my Substack, uh, which is the active one. Peter has a Substack, but really we both put our columns on my Substack. It's too hard for me to juggle two of them. And uh, we've been really enjoying the commentary that we receive from our readers in the Substack and so forth. So that's a great place to catch up with uh, a lot of our writing that we've been doing recently. And you've really found your your voice. Um, <clears throat> I'm watching Ginger just uh, develop more knowledge and uh, unleashing more of her abilities. If she is talking on the radio with me, and if you're wondering why in heck, uh, you know, she didn't have her own show 40 years ago. I can't tell you why, except she was younger then. I'm shy. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> believes that. I'm shy. I'm an introvert. I prefer I prefer writing and thinking and reading and researching and doing photography and all of that that's much more quiet and inward. Uh, but on the other hand... Yeah, I mean, you're the one who relates to the world for me in almost every way. Well, somebody had to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I love this woman, and 
there's nothing more sustaining than deciding that you will protect your love and live by your love. It's uh, the most sustaining thing there is, I believe, in life. It's meant the world to me, Peter. Yeah, and and me too, honey. Um, the Substack, by the way, Ginger decided not not to uh, to um, require any um, payment for any you know to do anything on the Substack. Right, so. you can subscribe. Uh, subscriptions are free. You'll receive all the content, and you'll be able to comment whether or not you pay as a subscriber. Some people have chosen to pay as subscribers or even as founding subscribers in order to support our work. And that is deeply appreciated. Yeah. But we appreciate all of our subscribers and our common, our commenters. People bring interesting nuances and perspectives to the conversation uh, regularly. And that's really appreciated. I mean, this idea about what do we do in the face of um, where we are today, and I do think that if you become more active in regard to freedom, that you're likely to thrive, feel better about yourself, and make make some sort of a of a mark in that particular way. Um, and of course, you'll take greater risks. There's just no doubt about that. But I think we humans are here uh, with purposes. And each person has to find that, I think, within themselves. And um, uh, th- this is a puzzle to me that that such a small percentage of people maintain whatever early desire they had to stand up for truth, beauty, and goodness. I think that people do have it early on, but long before COVID, very few people have actually um, decided to devote themselves to facing evil, facing the difficulties in life. And I'm not sure that, that that's what everybody's here for because there's such a small percentage. I don't know how to bring up a very uh, scare, scary and sort of eerie topic for me because um, even going back to the American Revolution, it's not at all clear that a majority of people favored the revolution. And certainly a majority of the uh, men of fighting age didn't join the revolution uh, by... Um, you know, becoming an actual soldier or militiaman. Um, and nor were all the colonists uh, involved and and even in agreement with the idea of breaking away from England at yeah. the time. I think it was a minority. I think it was a minority. Um, I've just been, uh, I, oh, I just put up a Today, we're going to put up my latest column. Well, this is Thursday coming. Oh, oh so it's going to be the on the weekend. The column come up last Sunday, Sunday when you hear this. Okay. Ginger also orients me to the world. The column is coming up on July the 30th on America Out Loud. And then we'll later, we'll reproduce it on our Substack too. And it has to do with, in the title, with what is a human being. But it actually um, 
ha- raises deeper uh, questions about uh, who Americans are. And it will probably be the first discussion you've ever heard uh, or read of the differences between the American Revolution and the French Revolution, because they have defined uh, the position we're in today. The American Revolution officially ended in, um, I guess, 1917. Um, well, it didn't officially end then, but officially, uh, it, it informally ended in 1780 with the uh, surrender. I think that's the date of the British and uh, pinned down on, uh, on a peninsula in Virginia from which they could not escape with the French Navy uh, coming up to support us. And um, as soon as that happened, America began the process of returning to its normal state. President George Washington, when a group of his officers demanded that he uh, be begged or whatever they did, they met together that he become the king and that they march on Washington and get paid because they had been paid. And Washington, uh, he he actually, this was actually a big private meeting in a church of the officers and Washington went to the meeting and and uh, everybody was shocked to see him there and he got up in front of everybody and for the first time let people see him with his spectacles on and said, is this what it's come to, that we fought for liberty, we fought for liberty and you want me to be a king? I've been wasting my time, basically, he said. And he became the first man in history, and uh, the King George noted this, who had an army at his back, a nation at his feet, was adored, and completely gave up political power and went back to his uh, plantation. And I don't think we need to get into very much into the slavery issues right now, but Washington did free all his slaves on the in his will on his wife's death and gave his entire inheritance to taking care of the people who were on the plantation. I don't think anybody else did this. So he, he was working within his times but very much superior to it compared to other people. Well, the American Revolution was a conservative revolution. It was a demand for things to stay the same in terms of the liberty of the American colonies and the citizen colonists. And they beseeched the king again and again to just give us back our rights. You know, the the East India Empire, which is an empire within the empire of Great Britain, a huge monopoly with its own army, was was, uh, you know, sucking money out of the trade, sucking uh, wealth out of the trade. We had no representation. And the king just would not stop pursuing his power. This is what empires always do. Empires never take a deep breath and say, ah, I got enough. This is just not, <laughs> the, it's not the nature of the people who run them, except for George Washington, who could have, who could have gone on to try to build an empire, invade Canada and whatever else uh, he may have had on his mind. And he didn't. And what what was desired was the rights that they had had 
before the Stamp Act and before numerous other things that uh, that had occurred, taking away liberty. Whereas the French Revolution, they celebrated on Bastille Day when they stormed the Bastille and, and uh, killed the guards and let the prisoners out. And it was a murderous revolution, one of the most murderous of all times, developed an idea of a, of a liberty and fraternity, um, very much, uh, uh, well, of course, the, the modern the modern globalists don't even speak of liberty. They speak of fraternity. All their words are about justice and getting together and so on and so forth. But they are the same kinds of people who have always run empires, only now they can do so much of it through technology, through communications, through things that, that, that weren't available before. And both the Eastern and Western empires are trying to build up the World Health Organization, the UN, uh, as, as the figurehead through which to take over. By the way, folks, the UN has now announced, not the World Health Organization, the UN has now now announced that it should get a, so, um, sort of world plenary powers come the next uh, threat to the world of any kind. And so it's now gone beyond working through the WHO, the UN itself, the Secretary General, uh, has called for uh, the empowerment to uh, be able to organize the world around the next. Uh, I wonder if there's a little competition there going on between Tedros at <laughs> WHO and uh, the uh, head of the UN, who wants to be king of the world. Yeah, and I, I think Obama would eventually want that job when when he gets to. Uh, yeah, I've work, always thought work, so. Working through uh, Biden to to destroy America, all all uh, empires want to overcome the sovereignty of the nations within the empire to subdue them. And everything Joe Biden is doing is to subdue America, giving billions to the war, uh, destroying our own military with wokeness, um, using up our stores of weapons. <laughs> and, destroying uh, our own military with wokeness. What about the vaccines? And the vaccines. I'm afraid that really did us in. Yeah. And also uh, using the Defense Department. But this happened under Trump to to uh, develop these vaccines is turning out more and more that the defense department is behind a lot of this we'll be writing more and more folks about stuff but um this is the situation we're in the very complicated vying and juggling for power throughout the world and it absolutely requires the crushing of the western constitutional democracies and that explains everything that puzzles you and confuses you. Why would Biden leave open the borders and invite all these people in who are going to drain the welfare system, who are uh, probably going to vote progressive? It's hard to predict what human beings in the long run will do, who will uh, certainly not in the beginning understand the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, who... Uh, are going to help reduce our nation to a very uh, poverty-ridden state? Why would he crush our energy supremacy and make us now dependent on oil uh, from other nations right at a time when uh, it's, that's grow, uh, becoming less and less? 
you know, why why would he do all the basic things he does? It's because he actually is under orders to crush American sovereignty. There it is. And uh, this has got to be appreciated, understand. And I hope that uh, more and more people are going to stand up on these issues. I've always been reluctant to say to people, you're going to go risk uh, your background, risk your professional status, uh, uh, risk uh, risk getting in serious trouble, stand up for freedom. Um, I've never encouraged my own clients or patients to do that. By the way, I still, still see clients. Um, I... Um, I've always been loathed to, but I think more and more we're at the point where at least outside of therapy, um, I need to proselytize to the world that it is a good life to take a stand for freedom. It is a Well, it's an authentic life. Yeah. I mean, you're living your truth then. Uh, if you go out in the world and you recognize that we are deeply oppressed and that our democracy has been subsumed by some sort of uh, global monster, uh, and you don't share that, or at least share it. And if someone holds their hand up and says, I can't listen to this or turns their back, fine, go find someone else to talk with, but share your reality and share the reality of what's happening in our world. Because if we don't help enough people to wake up and to see what's genuinely around us, uh, we're never going to change. And with that, we need to take a break. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Hello again. Welcome back to America Out Loud Pulse. We're uh, available every Thursday at 5 p.m. on the Pulse series. And then we go to podcast. That's really important. We're available anytime on podcast. 
And, and also, all these shows go out on multiple other, as podcasts, on multiple other platforms. All of them. Uh, thanks to America Out Loud. This is a wonderful platform run by Malcolm. And we're just honored to be uh, columnists and to keep our show. Um, <clears throat> I wish we could find a way to communicate more with people about the show. Uh, maybe they could um, go to the Substack and talk about well, it. Well, I'm starting to. I'm starting to put uh, all of this up on Substack and and uh, there are fabulous comments sections that interact with your email when, when you're on Substack. So that enables some uh, really engaging conversation to take place. And let us know if you like us talking together. We're, we're uh, going to probably do more of this as you throw your shyness to the winds <laughs> we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll see is something i i have heard a thousand times or more from ginger we'll see we'll see <laughs> honey will you come on tv with me well we'll see <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all right we get a lot done oh my god we get so much done we get so much done um where would you like to take this uh, for, for 15 minutes or so left that we have? Yikes. Yikes. We've got another 15 minutes. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, and the only visible other being our guest is your dog. I know. Bella. She's being very good. I hope that continues. Well, I think we need to talk about fundamentals, actually. I'm really on a fundamentals kick. I have two things that I th I'm thinking about a lot. One is the concept of swarming, and I'll explain that briefly. And one is fundamentals. In regards to swarming, what I realized is we've all been trained since birth to think about either ors, either it's this or it's that. Um, what is that called? Peter, Black and white. Well, there's that, but th I mean, there's a term for Dichotomous it. thinking. Sure. And we've been we've been taught to think that you have one choice or another choice, not a whole collection of choices. That that comes up a lot in our culture anyway, and I think in many cultures in Western civilization. Um, and what I've noticed since, uh, this has been going on, I think, for a long time, but especially since 2020, since uh, the COVID beginning, is that we have been swarmed again and again to disorient us. So instead of just having one disaster, which is there's a pandemic coming, you have there's a pandemic coming, and then you have all these other things that are happening at the same time. Wear masks, stay home, don't touch surfaces, be careful of your packages. You may get infections when they come to your door. Um, and by the way, that doesn't happen. No, COVID. of course not. Um, and on and on and on. There was a whole swarm of things that were supposed to be done. Hand washing, uh, hand sanitizers, uh, clean your surfaces constantly, and on and on. And this has continued in different arenas. So another kind of swarming we've seen is the continued fear 
propaganda about things that are going to happen. And these things may genuinely occur. So the World Economic Forum says, of course, there's climate change and to save the planet, we have to do things like shut down your normal cities and divide them into pies of 15 minute cities where you live in a segment and you cannot leave it. And you anywhere within that segment is only 15 minutes of travel. Um, and 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 uh, so 15 minute cities, uh, food that it may may be contaminated or in shortage. So you end up needing to eat the food that is uh, manufactured like lab meat, yuck, or uh, um, insects and crickets and other various kinds of bugs. Um, I, I can't remember any of the others right now. I've lost, oh, water shortages, uh, climate issues, you know, hurricanes and tornadoes and natural disasters, which aren't natural at all. We have a disagreement in our family about weather control. I'm a firm believer that our weather's been controlled for a really long time. Listen, I think people have wanted to control weather since before there was history. And <laughs> and if we figured out as much as we figured yeah, that's out, that's true. That was the major a major function, maybe the major function of shamans was to get it to rain. Yeah, of course. And you know, if we figured out everything we figured out so far in uh, our various sciences and engineering and chemistry and so forth, um, we figured out a bit about controlling weather. And there's that kind of thing going on, which I believe may actually have a lot to do with extreme weather. So when it rains a whole lot more than it should, like it is this summer in upstate New York, you can figure that maybe somebody's pushing the rain in this direction and then stealing it from someplace else. The poor planet gets really shoved around by this kind of manipulation. Um, so swarming, that's a lot of bad things happening at once to keep us disoriented. That's one thing. And that's one thing that we should all be aware of and looking for so that it doesn't impinge on us as much as it might otherwise. I think it's a major way that we're being manipulated. But the other thing is that I think that it's really important that all of us who are at all aware of this global control that's going on, I think we need to focus on the fundamentals and not let all that swarming stuff distract us. Uh, and the fundamentals include the fact that mRNA and DNA is so deadly and been proven deadly now. You know, the, the powers that be like to say, oh, well, now we've tested it and we can release it everywhere. And believe me, there are hundreds, if not thousands of products in the pipeline coming down Boy, oh boy, does international industry uh, get excited about everything they're going to produce with mRNA or DNA. Um, that is uh, a recipe for disaster, as many of us know. And we need to recognize that the entire industry needs to be stopped. It needs to be halted. I don't know how that's going to happen. You ask me how to do that. Well, the first thing we all have to do is we have to demand it. And we have I, I understand that our Congress is controlled and all of that, but we need to start raising our voices and demanding this kind of thing. Uh, so ban mRNA and DNA products 
uh, until there is extensive and definitive investigation of the deadliness and toxicness of what's already been inserted into humanity. That's one thing. And then there are other fundamentals that, but I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. So you get to say the next one. <laughs> um, I, I think we have to realize that we are under attack and the attack is swarming. I mean, I thought this concept of swarming was really interesting because it, there's so much that's attacking us, the UN, the WHO, the Chinese communists, uh, the uh, the Western empire, that we just feel overwhelmed. So it becomes necessary to get back to the basics. And the most basic thing, uh, well, is God. So that's like the fundamental thing. And um, I don't have complex thoughts about God. I don't, um, I don't have elaborate theology about God. I have a personal experience, which is that if I um, only fight for the truth and freedom, I survive. And uh, every time that I've let my own person get involved in it or made something personal, I paid a dear price for it. Um, and that hasn't happened in decades to me. I don't think that the current uh, uh, $25 million lawsuit by Robert Malone against me and Ginger is anything personal at all. Um, I think that uh, that there's a political reason for it, that he's, he's actually said, which is to sh shut up people. And I'm, do we know that it's his even purpose or his wife's purpose? Or is it some manager of his, a handler of his, uh, a higher entity yeah, that but, but manages we did that, him? But we did not start that fight. We were just doing our usual thing of being critical of ideas that we thought were harmful or dangerous. And it uh, started with uh, um, my bringing up and writing about um, the concept of uh, mass formation. And um, Malone began to attack us personally, email and a phone call, before we even started talking specifically very much about psychosis. He was attacking us for criticizing mass formation, in particular for criticizing Desmond, uh, Matthias Desmond, uh, with whom he works so closely on these issues. So we avoid picking fights that are about ourselves and we stand strong on rights of freedom, and we stand strong on rights of our things that we believe and we talk about. That's one of the good things about the relationship is we have somebody at our side, each of us, who was always ready to, to listen and to say, well, why don't we wait on that or not now? Or yes, this is what our beliefs are consistent with doing. Mm -hmm. And um we made a huge decision to come into go into COVID nineteen issues at all because I was, you know, blessed with the uh, uh, being called the conscience of psychiatry, and I thought I'd done enough to demonstrate that. And um, I didn't, I didn't have some great urge anymore to uh, to be a fighter. Yeah, and, we thought uh, we were retiring, and then <laughs> um, and then COVID came along, and we discovered we had the abilities to see through COVID better than most people, because I'd been in court many times against the drug companies. I'd written many books, some of them co-authored by Ginger, 
about the drug companies. I'd been testifying about FDA, and I knew about CDC. And Ginger had led our us uh, um, in a massive project to stop practically every major federal agency from going after little black children in a massive program to, quote, see why they were so violent, uh, biological uh, assault on them, eugenics. That was in the 1990s. Yeah. It's called so, the Federal Violence Initiative. So we, we've done what we thought we had the power to do. And we will continue to do that regardless of the of threats or dangers. And I think if each of you look into yourselves and just ask, well, what am I especially good at? Would it be uh, talking to my neighbors about freedom? Would it be about going to the school board? Would it be writing a blog? We have some amazing people that we learn from who are doing blogs who have absolutely no background that we know of other than they're very intelligent, very curious, and devoted to freedom. And they keep coming up with interesting insights and interesting things to teach us. And of course, we've got people who are educated and so on. But actually, a lot of the, the, a lot of the most brilliant stuff is coming from people who just got offended or interested or outraged and are just finding their own ways of researching all this stuff. So, and, and maybe what, what you want to do is, uh, is just do a good job working and being a good work person and um, being a good plumber, being a good teacher, being a good doctor. And a good family member. A good family, a good father, a good mother, a good brother, a good sister. But don't be crushed by the swarming. Keep your eye on some fundamental basic values that are going to matter to you. And I believe that uh, there's no way that a, a person who stands up for freedom can get to, can go to the pearly gates and get necessarily a better rating than someone who's taken good care of his kids and of other people's kids and adopted kids. I don't know what God is going to say. I, uh, I'm hoping what he's going to say and what he thinks is you used your assets. You contributed with your assets. You used your gifts. Used your gifts. Yeah. So maybe that's a nice way to talk about it in the last three minutes because um, I don't expect, every, I just don't expect everybody, even though the world is on the verge of becoming a global empire, um, which eventually the Chinese will take over. Right now, they're just, you know, they're just taking advantage of the wealth-seeking Westerners and making it easy for them to, you know, take advantage of people and make more money. But um, eventually the Chinese will get, when they get enough power, they're just going to want to be the ones in charge. They they uh, they won't think any more of Bill Gates than of some kid in short pants running around in, in the streets somewhere won't matter to them um, who he is. They'll just take his money away from him um, or destroy it. But I guess the real thing is to use your gifts and um, just think about, wow, what, what, can, what can you really give? Do you need to give more to your family? Oh, let's use your gifts for good. Use your gifts. I mean, there are a lot of people out there using their gifts to really, really damage things, human yeah, beings absolutely. and democracy and freedom and, 
you know, the first freedoms and so forth. It's it's important to have principles that that actually enhance the world and human beings and and those near and dear to you and those near and dear to you. So um, it's not like we we expect people to, and this is, I guess, a, a hard thing to, to to come to. And I've been here most of my life. I've not expected others to do what I do. I have welcomed them when they do in terms of taking risks and things like that. Um, but honey, but I, it, it, it was pre-COVID, it was a different landscape. You know, it was like we we were within our own lane, if you will, at that point in time uh, where we we were addressing psychiatric abuses and uh, social abuses related to that kind of thing. But now it's the end of the world, and we need to all uh, be the very best and the most uh, uh, the most honest and truthful and good-hearted that each of us can possibly be. How can anyone disagree with that? And you know what? It's the end of the show. Folks, thanks for being out there, our wonderful, wonderful audience. I, I need to get back to saying that, to welcome our wonderful, wonderful audience. Um, it's how I have felt for decades doing radio shows and having a radio show. God bless us all. Bring your gifts to the fight. Amen. See you next week. <laughs>